Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Miss Katanki Dursi Radio, a podcast exploring fantasy play games as Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And today we've got an exclusive, uh, I guess semi-spoiled card, <laughs> to fully spoil with you. Uh, we also wanted to talk a little bit about the new FAQ update and the taboo list while we're here in a wonderful little mini episode. That's right. It's uh, it's finally here. They, I, I think originally it was supposed to come out like right after or uh, in between um dream eaters and insmith and then they pushed it back to like sometime in november and then we ended up finally getting it like a week ago so that's cool <laughs> and they're like surprise I think, they, I think they keep getting stuff they're like oh yeah we should include this in the next update so let's wait and that just maybe kept happening for yeah half, half a year <laughs> i know with, uh, I, I don't know if this is still the case because there's definitely like been some changes in like ffg staffing and stuff but i know that in the netrunner days rip there was always a thing where it was like organized play had to like process it or something. So there was always a delay, like after the Netrunner designers would like submit a new uh, most wanted list, like before it would actually be publicly announced. So maybe, maybe there's something the going on. He's calibrating. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, I think first we're going to do the reveal of the Mariner's Compass, which, yeah, as Dave mentioned, had been, had been partially spoiled already. And I think Don't- a lot of folks. Don't we? Uh, we don't want to try to milk this a little bit more and like try to try to get to 100, 100 viewers or something before we uh, crash no. it. Or, no, okay. Uh, I mean, the card was like mostly spoiled in the um, preview article, and I think uh, folks folks have some pretty good guesses that were pretty close to what it is. So I think we just we just show it. All right, yeah. here we go. Mariner's compass. Hooray! Which seafarer needs a tool? This ser- seafarer. Is it? Is it not showing up? Are you? Are you a seafarer, Dane? No, but it's a mariner's compass. I don't think you've ever mentioned being on a boat. Dane, have you ever been on a boat? (laughs) I took sailing lessons when I was like 18. Yes, I did. And I got my sailing certificate of sailing. Are you like a black belt (laughs) in sailing? Or or are you like a (laughs) Padawan? Or like what what level of sailor are you? I had to have a braid uh, with marked, knocked with each band of sail. Wow. Like... I, I had to tie sailor's knots what, in what, every sort of. What level is Silas? Is Silas like a master <laughs> sailor or something, or like? I yeah, he's he is the like the god of sailing, so to speak, in the Arkham universe. Anyway, uh, this is a compass, everybody. <laughs> so everybody was was very uh, on point with this. I think there were some friends over in the Mythos Busters chat who made like a like kind of like a mock up of, of this card, and they were very almost on point. <laughs> like as as uh. Uh, Ren Hammer and, and uh, DBYC are saying in the chat, uh, the only thing that's different about it is the the uh, int gain for well, the uh, spending resources, right? I'm going to go and ahead and read not. the card for people Let's listening. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's the Mariner's Compass. Uh, it is a survivor card, uh, cost three asset with one in the intellect icon. It's an item and a tool. Uh, action, exhaust, Mariner's Compass, investigate. If you succeed and have no resources in your resource pool, discover one additional clue at your location. Uh, free trigger, during investigation using Mariner's Compass, spend one resource. You get plus one intellect for this skill test. Limit three times for investigation. Takes up a hand slot. So it's it's very similar to Fire Axe. <laughs> very similar. Uh, 
except for getting clues. It does, you know, it compared to Fire Axe, it does exhaust, so you can't use it multiple times a turn easily. And it doesn't it also, give quite as much a bonus. It also costs uh, three times as much. That's yeah. kind of relevant, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so those are the three things. I, I think it is. It is interesting to look at this, though, because if you compare this to Fire Axe, it's kind of a similar comparison to um, the fingerprint kit versus like a 45 auto, because they both give you plus one and gave you an extra damage or an extra clue. Um, but notably, so in, in that sense, they're like kind of similar, but it shows, I think, how the designers consider getting an extra clue to be like more powerful than getting an extra damage because yeah. the fingerprint kit exhausts itself. Um, those two cost the same, but fingerprint kit has one fewer charge. In this case, they don't have charges, so the Mariner's Compass like costs more, and it also costs more to boost it as well. So I think it's interesting yeah, I mean, to see that analogy there. I mean, I mean, for clues, there's usually like a static, roughly static number of clues you need to get per scenario to like complete the act. While enemies are more variable and they're kind of more of a hindrance most of the time. You know, sometimes there's like a boss or whatever. So I think that's why they probably value it a little bit higher. If if they ever printed something that was even close to like a machete for clues, where it was like mostly you didn't have to worry about charges and you could just get two clues per investigate, it would be absolutely incredible for high player counts, right? Dude. Like it just it would be nuts. Yeah, so you I mean think, original Rex? Uh, yeah, but yeah, but basically, yeah, and, and even Rex had even Rex had some hoops to jump through, but even still, like it's just too good to be able to do that repeatedly. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, I mean some obvious synergies here. Um, I think Ashcan P was the first thing that came to mind because Ashcan can actually discard a card to unexhaust something so that he can keep using it. Like he can use it twice. Yeah. I, yeah, that's kind of cool. Like anyways, I was trying to think of ways in Survivor to unexhaust stuff in case you want to use it twice. And there wasn't there isn't that much. It's, there's some stuff from in Guardian. So like I guess York could maybe do something with it if you wanted to get clues for some reason. I don't know. I was thinking this. This obviously synergizes with uh, all of the low money, you know, dark horse type builds. But I was also thinking like it could be used on maybe mystics that have access to survivor that have the high int for some reason. We have several of those that I'm always baffled on uh, how to make use of that int. But like Marie or maybe Gloria coming up if she has access to survivor could do something weird because mystics are usually kind of poor and they also can do stuff with like forbidden knowledge to like give them a little bit of money that they want to spend right away or something i don't know i was uh, i mean I, I i was thinking less about trying to untap this to use it multiple times in a round because that that i think you would want to do in a three or four player game i think in a one or two player game i think you'd be quite happy to just especially a two player game um where things like drawn of the flame intel report things that let you just get two clues in an action are like very strong in a two-player game because a lot mm -hmm. of locations only have two clues right so right. i think in a two-player game i think you'd be happy to just use this once per round the issue to me is first off i wish that it was a sextant instead of a compass the compass is very cool but i just think it would be really cool if it was like holding up a, an old-fashioned like brass sextant or something that would just be cool as hell but the bigger issue is the reason fire axe is so great in like dark horse decks is it costs one so you can get it down really easily. And it doesn't really get in the way of your plan to be broke most of the time. This, though, costs three. That kind of sucks, right? Yeah. And it's also that, like, Fire Axe, you, you pump two money into it. Even if your character has low base combat, you're, you're probably going to succeed because you get plus four. With this, because you're boosting it at a lower rate, uh, bottom line is, I think this is, like the best case scenario for this, I think is like two player Preston because yeah. works really well with dark horse and he can always afford, he can boost it with like streetwise and other stuff. So I think that's really good. I'm worried that like other decks that try to use this might find it's very awkward just because of the high cost combined with how you're trying to play with dark horse. 
Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with most of that too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A little, it's a little bit harder to slot in than Fire Axe just because it has extra restrictions on it. But I think it, I think it definitely can find its place in like a, a clue focused uh, secret deck. Or not it's, also, deck. it's also kind of hilarious as a compass because it's got that magnifying glass thing going on where what's better than one magnifying glass, two magnifying glasses. This is what's better than one Mariner's Compass, two Mariner's Compasses. It's true. If you go broke using the first one, then you can, you know, you're already broke for the second one. But but then again, then you have the issue of can you actually pass the test? Um, right. And I think it might be it might be kind of fun for Min, actually, maybe because she can always commit things to pass with it. And she has base for intellect anyway. Um, she can play survivor cards. She can play dark horse and stuff if she wants to. Yeah. So that's that's probably aside from Preston. That's maybe like the second my second pick for like who might be interested in is like Min. Can I guess Preston is the only guy who can take this. I'm just trying to think of people who can take this in like haste and try and do things like with haste and, and weird big. But but it exhausts itself. So nah. Wind, windy could I guess. Uh, you want to use this for some reason? I feel like probably not. I mean, if you were doing like Dark Horse, I don't know. I think Wendy has better options, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway it seems uh, good. I, I like like more clue stuff in Survivor because yeah, exactly. Until recently, I feel like they've been had to jump through a lot of hoops, and so maybe this is a slightly less hoops. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a cool card. Um, I like the, now the only thing they need to do is give Dark Horse the treatment they did uh, on your own. Is this uh you can see a little bit of somebody's tattoos on the wrist there. Is that Silas who has tattoos like that? Who has tattoos uh, like that? Silas has tattoos. I don't remember if he has them on his arms or not. Uh probably probably does. Uh I feel like no. having tentacles on your know. arms as a as a tattoo is probably not in great taste in the Arkham universe. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, the hand is like really smooth, and like I imagine Silas has like really rough hands from like doing sailor stuff all the time. It might so, be Wendy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> all right. Well, that's the that's the preview for uh, In Too Deep. Uh, all right. Coming out a couple weeks probably. Who knows? <laughs> but um, now I think we're gonna go in and talk about the FAQ update um, and then the taboo list mm. uh, changes. Right. Uh, so, so Rulesmaster Ben, why don't you walk us through the incredibly interesting uh, FAQ update <laughs> and the massive, <laughs> the, 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 the earthquake uh, game-shaking rules changes that it introduces. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blast through these uh, these minor text fixes quick. <laughs> uh, I like to mention them just to draw attention to them, but... Uh, yeah, there was a there was a change in Return to Threads of Fate. If you're playing Return to the Fright Age, where they added something to one of the resolutions, which I when I played through it, I didn't even realize wasn't there. I just did it automatically anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so note there's a note there if you're playing through to check that out. Uh, they fixed Randall Cho. Um, oh, he had yeah. a free trigger on him instead of a reaction, which didn't really have much gameplay effect. Just kind of made it awkward. Um, so they fixed that. They changed Amanda Sharp slightly to make her reaction uh, a forced effect, which I also I think most of the time uh, we might have played it as forced effect anyway. So her reaction, right? It's written as a reaction right now that the, you ha can commit the card underneath her 
to every test eligible, but now it's forced that you have to commit it to every text uh, eligible, which makes your weakness slightly scarier. Yeah, Ben <laughs> Ben pointed out that uh, that yeah, I mean, like previously you just didn't even have to get the minus one from committing her signature weakness. Like the only thing it really did was prevent you from having a better card under her. Um, which I mean, yeah, we we were playing it as if you have to commit it anyway. I think at least for the weakness, it's a little bit annoying if you wanna. I, I can imagine there's some locations in the game where it's like if you succeed by at least three when investigating, take a damage or something. Thing. and in some cases you might want to like try to be fancy and like not boost your in super high and you might want to not commit something but it's like such a minor issue i this like barely even matters makes uh it makes promise of power a little bit uh higher risk too i guess yeah <laughs> yeah especially if you was well, especially if you do some kind of like treachery that's like do a will test then do a book test then do a foot test then do a like if you know if you, <laughs> it, it, it could get weird right like you could end up dropping a lot more curse tokens than you think but yeah not yeah. not really not really a big deal and honestly a mana's weakness by the way is still not a big deal even if you have to actually commit yeah. usually you can just get rid of it before it ever ends up under her anyway yeah we we recorded our next episode already before this taboo came out so I think we'll talk about Amanda a lot there, but <laughs> I don't know if it changes too much, but yeah. I guess we'll find out. Anyway, so uh, what else we got? Uh, signature cards, ignore deck building rules. I think this was just added specifically so that Daisy can have three Necronomicons because there's three different versions of it. Because uh, what would you want? Less than I, three. Yeah, I mean, that's extremely dangerous. I recommend against it on principle, <laughs> but I guess that's allowed. It's just clarified that you Look, can do you, that. You need one copy to highlight passages in, to take notes in. <laughs> you need one copy to get autographed by Cthulhu, and you need another copy <laughs> to use as like a paperweight slash, uh, you know, stand to put stuff on. So it's actually very it's reasonable. Like a, that, that What was that second one? Because that sounds like not a good... What, you've never, <laughs> you've never gotten a, a book you really like autographed by, by the author before? I mean, that's a totally new I, thing. Yeah, but I, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to get the Necronomicon autographed by like Tom Clancy or something. You should get it autographed by Cthulhu. That's obviously. <laughs> DDS uh, brings up a good point in chat here. It also future proofs for any survivors, future allies, and permanent on your own. So that was a weird kind of thing interaction that happened, right? Because if you have two on your owns in your deck and then you upgrade it to the permanent version, there wasn't really a clear definition on what I you. I don't think I don't think this helps with that, does it? I can read it again, but. Because that one, it's still a little weird because you you upgrade to it, but then you have to take out one of the other ones. Because it makes your deck illegal if you try to upgrade to it. So you have to either say, okay, I'm allowed to take one out or do some other shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, you, well, also, you also definitely don't get the experience discount right now if you try to do it <laughs> right now. <laughs> I had this weird issue. comes for like streetwise and higher education stuff. but Yeah, that, that that's where I had my issue. I was upgrading a Preston deck with like the level zero, two level zero streetwises into a level three uh and then it just didn't do anything like it just acted as if it was totally okay for me to have all three of them in there it didn't say like too many copies of a card or whatever so but yeah yeah um so i guess that's not totally clear yet or maybe people have figured it out and i just haven't found that that ruling yet but anyway the faq didn't help with that part so what they did help with is they completely reversed their as if ruling uh from the previous faq where previously the as if was like extremely restricted. It was like uh, as if only applied to the very specific part of the text that it applied to. Now it's much more generic, which I think is maybe simpler, but also probably still opens up a hole somewhere in the rules. <laughs> but uh, it's basically like when you're resolving something as if uh, for the whole duration of the effect, you treat the game state um, anything that would would or could trigger off that as if it were true. So like if you use um, 
what is it? Read the signs on Luke to investigate a location adjacent to you that has a, a forced or haunted effect or a forced effect or something. Then that will trigger um, where previously it wouldn't wouldn't have triggered. Or if there's some type of enemy interaction that might still trigger. So, and it's it's better, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I critics rate it's, it's better, I guess. I'm, I'm bored. Can we move on to uh, yeah? <laughs> Listen, Luke is very complex and confuses at me all the time, and this maybe makes it a little bit better. I feel like uh, Luke is that investigator, whereas like if if every investigator was like a neat book, Luke is like if anybody's ever read House of Leaves, where it has all these weird little annotations and letters in different colors and things mean different things, and like you're not even sure if like ten people wrote this book or one person wrote this book. That's Luke, or or just like the Voynich manuscript or something like one, one, one or the other, but. Um, All right. So, what else? There was another basically Luke ruling in here, which was uh, I think <laughs> we even did it in Streamlands, where like some locations are like you can't enter them unless all of the clues from somewhere else have been discovered. But if you didn't flip over the location, it had no clues on it, so it sort of was like, oh, those are sort of discovered. And I think hmm. you could like Luke shortcut nonsense to like skip over locations, um, which seemed kind of sketchy. And this just they added a rule here that says like no. If a location hasn't been revealed yet, it's not considered to have all the clues discovered, which mm, makes see. sense and it's fine. So, sure, sure. Um, was there anything interesting here? Let's see. They clarified the dash cost. Like you can't play a card that has a has no cost. The but, reference was specifically for the yeah. The thing that surprised me about that was that they mentioned the pennant of the queen, um, which I would have assumed that like other bonded cards, it had a clause in it that was like if this would leave play, set it aside or something. You know, no. but it, but it doesn't actually say that it can actually go into your discard pile and then you just can't do anything with it. Yeah, and then you're very sad. So I mean, it would it would have to be like you'd have to have like that as your only card and draw a crypt chill and fail or something, or because otherwise, why would you ever do that? But I guess it, it can happen. Yeah, so, I mean, there's stuff that could bounce stuff. Or, there could know, be a weakness that's like an, an an amulet, an accessory slot item that you have to put into play or something. You know? Yeah. So. I, I'm sure it was kind of a corner case for the most part, but good to have it clarified. They clarified a bunch of stuff for blessed and cursed tokens. Uh, mostly, it's like if you draw outside of a test, it has no value. It has no modifier. And they, um, they pre also preset between scenarios. Yeah, that was yeah. the other one. There cleans up between scenarios, and then there were several questions about Amanda uh, <laughs> that they they answered. One was uh, if a card underneath her like would go into a different area after it's triggering effect it does it doesn't get stuck beneath her like i have, uh, I have truth being an example yeah i have truth it's, o it's only if it would get discarded where it would go and it doesn't get discarded mm -hmm. oh we lost eight that's eh, fine uh <laughs> and uh and then there was the clarification with the uh grizzly totem interaction um yeah where I, basically totem doesn't work on it i have to say the official explanation of that i thought was less clear and less convincing than the sort of unofficial ruling on the the mythos sisters discord like two weeks ago but i mean they they came to the same conclusion so i guess it doesn't really matter yeah yeah basically just you can't use it so well, uh, i think that was it thank you you can and it's still a good card it's just that it only works for one test oh you, know, you don't get to keep yeah, it. yeah yeah it doesn't stick it doesn't stick around yeah well i think that was all for the exciting minor text fixes in the faq oh, we always love to go through them all oh yeah uh, always darn. always fascinating it's, it's, it's really the, dan, the, dan the, the most wonderful time of tell. the year he's, he's pretending that he's not having any fun right now but he he loves all this stuff he lives for it <laughs> anyway let's uh let's move on to the uh 
what I think everyone's calling this the uh, the seeker apocalypse. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> the yeah, we got a taboo list. People, uh, got a lot of people changes. Have, people have a really weird idea of what the word apocalypse means. That's that's my that's a preview of my take on this. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so why don't we just we'll just go through the stuff that's changed in the taboo list and uh, you know see if we think it's justified or not or if it'll matter or whatnot. Here we go. I mean, uh, before we get to the, the horrible seeker nerfs, uh, we got a couple things that became lower cost. Yay. So Machete is now one experience extra instead of two. Mm-hmm. So, which is fine. There's a lot more options now for um, guardian weapons at level zero or even just low level weapons. So this makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think it'll still it'll definitely see more play in like solo now than it did you know before this, um, mm. but yeah, there there are other options. Yeah, so you know one one is fine, still cheap, still didn't clarify if uh, adaptable helps you dodge um, the extra experience cost, but it's, you know it's fine. Uh, <laughs> let's let's look at the uh, the Dunwich permanents. So previously, higher education, sweet, streetwise, and scrapper were. Uh, Plus five, plus five, and plus three experience. Yeah, yep. Total, total eight, eight and six, right? I, uh, um, I, I just have to say, this was a huge mistake. Now that now that Scrapper <laughs> is only plus one experience, Scrapper decks are going to run wild. Uh, Scrapper is probably <laughs> going to become the most overpowered card in the game, uh, and I'm really disappointed about this. I thought that FFG cared about card diversity and creative strategies. Uh, ner- nerf scrapper, please. It's gonna be siphon lock max all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, for 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 real though, honest take. Uh, higher education should be like twelve XP. Uh, like it's I've, six I mean, now, right? Yep. It's, yeah, it used to be it used to be eight. Now it's six. Uh, that's fine. I was yeah. very happy to see Streetwise at plus three because that is like kind of kind of a need for for like my Preston deck, and I want preston to work and i don't want to have to sink eight experience into it so six experience i'll take it <laughs> yeah i i think the streetwise thing is fair i think streetwise even could have come down to like five or four or something and it might have been okay um i think streetwise sees a lot of power at like lower player counts for rogues because because it's like a really big boost cheaply yeah you don't need return and it's definitely very strong in preston it is it so is like, really good having it at five six experience i think makes sense Higher education is still very good. There's still a lot of, even with all the other seeker nerfs, there's still a lot of ways to make a lot of money on a seeker and still be able to pump money to higher education. It's still but, a know, really good card. So <laughs> at six experience, maybe you still think about it because maybe there's other cool stuff you want to play with. But um, I mean, I we'll, see. Like, we'll see. Maybe they'll bump it back up. Maybe they'll lower it more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point in the game, there might be people who like have started playing that didn't know about uh, higher education and original Milan. Like, days before the taboo list and how just incredibly ridiculously bonkers that was well i mean I, i'm sure a lot of people that just start playing don't use the taboo list so they, they might discover that for that's themselves yeah, before they they, like, they oh. start using taboo because of course the taboo list is optional uh you know we we like to use it because we like to see the mix up in the the player cards encourages us to use other stuff yeah you uh, you you don't have to use it unless you want to be cool then you have to use it <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah. Should we talk about the next card? Let's do it. Yep. Uh, so we got flamethrower. It's been chained to have plus one experience. Boo. So it costs six now. Boo. It's fine, I guess. It's kind of fine. Uh, yeah. I guess, I guess they fun. like it is a very strong card. 
it's a little bit balanced out just because it has a cost and it takes up all your, like a lot of slots. Yeah, but it's still pretty strong. Also, you have to you have to do it to something you're engaged with, which is also yeah. kind of a big. I'm I'm still on team flamethrower is usually kind of overrated. Like it is a very good card, but I I think it's fine at five or six XP, whatever. Like it's fine. I think yeah. in higher player counts or like if you're facing like swarms or something, then it can definitely be pretty good. I don't swarms, know. I, I, swarms with like four health each. Well, it's not four health each. It's like a swarm oh, with yeah. like you but, know each has two health or a bunch that have one health or something. Like it yeah. lets you gives you a lot of action question there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. Yeah, um, I'm still comfortable paying six for it. So you know. Yeah. Should and you know, as a reminder, extra experience cost doesn't actually affect the level of any of this stuff. So like you know, Machete is still level zero for anyone that can take level zero guarding cards. Flame Lower is still level five. It doesn't make it level six, so then nobody can take it or something. So yeah. Here's uh, here's my last take. They should have eroded it to take up three hand slots. That would have been a much cooler <laughs> way to nerf it. Because think about it, think think about it. It's really heavy. Or or they should have eroded it to take up like body, two hands, two arcane slots, and an accessory. And it's like a full suit. You know, it's counts uh, as footwear. See, these are the kind of creative uh, erratas that they. I I, I understand why they don't want to do stuff like this, but I think it'd be fun. Uh, Should we talk about the? So there's two particular classes that got kind of a whole suite of cards uh, chains. Should we talk about those? Yeah, it's time for it's time for the secret cards. So we saw five different secret cards uh, change to cost more experience. So Pathfinder got plus two, Rook got plus four, and Segment Onyx got plus three. And we'll talk about the other two in a minute. But uh, yeah, these the Pathfinder goes on every single one of my secret decks. Um, so yeah. this this feels pretty appropriate because it just there there was nothing else that competed with it. It was. I, I think Pathfinder was like one of the most undercosted in terms of XP cards in the game. It was just so ridiculous at one XP. Um, like 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 Ben and Dane said, like you would almost always get at least one of them. Like after the first scenario, if you're playing anybody that can take yeah. it. Yeah, I think I kind of took it for granted, and then putting seeing it at three experience kind of like breaks my heart. But also, it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's it still seems like a bargain at three XP. Honestly, like, never move again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. And there are there are other options, right? There are like I mean, you know, you often you would like start with shortcut and then eventually upgrade it in Pathfinder. You can still yeah, do that. Yeah. There's also yeah. there, there's like the book that I think is one XP that lets you move around. There there's other options if you really want to. Yeah, for sure. Um it's it's definitely now a choice though. And I think that this is definitely kind of a good direction because while other things are um are good like like even like what was unscathed from this, which is uh, which I enjoy, was um, Acidic Icker, or as we call it, Nelsaroni, um, which is four experience each, uh, and and it does a ridiculous amount of damage for what Seeker should be able to is, do. Is anybody is anybody besides us like obsessed with that card and how good it is? Like <laughs> I, I, I think never, it's stuff, maybe. I, I never, I never really hear other people talking about how bonkers it is. Like maybe maybe <laughs> we're just weird. I don't know. Um, I just I. So, like, now you have to make a decision, right? Now you can either upgrade your movement first, or you upgrade your deductions, or you upgrade Mr. Rook, which we're going to talk about momentarily, uh, for some Seekers who might really, really want Mr. Rook. So, like, now you're actually forced to make a decision on what aspect of your Investigator you want to improve, like many other classes already have to. So, as as a Seeker, you used to just be like, we'll just take two Pathfinders on the side, and then we'll also take deductions and and, you know... The plate was too big. 
and some garlic fries. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah. They, didn't, they didn't touch any of the unidentified stuff because I think like uh, what stones and stones has some play like in min is particularly to be really strong for damage. And uh, what's the one? You, what's the other one? Glyphs, arcade glyphs, guiding stones uh, can also do a ton of crazy nonsense. If you Honestly, I mean, I think that almost all of the uh, undiscovered things has at least one upgrade that is like pretty good in in a particular deck right like most of them don't have multiple ones but some of them definitely do yeah um, maybe i think it's balanced by like the extra challenge of having to do the thing in the, the first scenario or whatever i've, I've never so, really uh dbyc in chat stone says stones was nerfed by don which we're going to talk about later i've never really understood why that interaction was so important like guiding stones is so good even without uh the card that, that we're going to talk about at the very end I don't know. That's that's like a topic for later. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, about Mr. Rook, though, uh, I mean, I'm kind of fine with this, too. I was really afraid that they were going to do functional errata for Mr. Rook and make it, like, take an action to activate him or something, which I think would have just ruined him and ruined the whole Mandy deck, basically. Um, so I'm very happy they didn't do that. Uh, 4 XP seems like a lot. I wish they had... I, I honestly don't think that Mr. Rook is as much of the focus of the Seeker overpoweredness as most people seem to think it is, but it is a very good card. It seems fine if they want to increase the XP. It's still good. Do you think you'd yeah. still pay for it in a Mandy deck? Oh, yeah. Uh, abs- 100%. It's like probably your first <laughs> 8 XP. I mean, not, yeah. it's not even a question. It's it's it's, 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 it's mostly just that, like... Um, the thing about the Mandy deck that's so busted was you could have an extremely, extremely good version of the Mandy deck with like 10 XP. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. and that's not, that's without higher education. Then you would get higher education. And then for like 18 XP, you'd have like a ridiculous deck. Right. And right. now yeah. I think with all of these changes, because they made most of Mandy's good cards cost more. Now it's just more like a traditional XP curve that most decks would have, I think. So yeah, that's right. I, I'm, I'm really happy that they didn't like completely bust up the deck. They just made, they made the upgrade path be like slower. And that is fine with me. Yeah, I think that that's pretty accurate. Same thing with Segment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, same same deal. And in this case, because it's Myriad, it's like, okay, now it's 4 XP to get 3 copies instead of, uh, you know, one. 1 XP to get 3 copies. <laughs> it probably should have been that way from the start. Um, right. Th- this one, I thought, would have been a really good candidate for some functional errata, just in the sense that they... Uh, well, the, the Pennant of the Queen, not the Segment itself, but the Pennant of the Queen, I really thought maybe they would do functional errata to make the evasion not work on elite enemies. Um, yeah. And, and maybe even to have it when you run out of charges on the pendant that the segments go into your discard pile instead of back in your deck, which is also kind of ridiculous. But I, I think they are, like we, we were joking earlier, they are pretty reluctant to do functional errata, and I, I understand why. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Chat, chat very much agrees with yeah, the you, non- you, can, <laughs> you can still do just some absolutely busted stuff with the pendant. It's still incredibly good. I, I, I kind of wish they had done like the non-elite functional errata, but I mean, it's fine. It's I, I Overall, I'm happy with them being very conservative about doing functional errata to things. Yeah. And like the, combined with this, as you said, with the XP curve, like one of the reasons Segonomics, you could dig for Segonomics pretty quickly with Mr. Rook and get it out and then use it up and then put it back in your deck. <laughs> Dig right. with uh, Mr. Rook in oh, yeah. like in, in one deck cycle, you could get multiple uses out. Like of it, like so. once once you kind of got used to the rhythm of it, you would just once you got you know 15 XP in your deck and you kind of knew how to do it, you would just basically be able to use the pen in every turn or almost every turn. Yeah, and right. It was yeah. pretty, it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at the other two secret cards that got chained. Um. So knowledge is power. I uh, got a plus two experience on it. 
and uh, the level 5 Secret Necronomicon from the Harvey deck got plus 3 experience on it. Um, so Knowledge is Power, I was actually kind of surprised by. Like, I always thought Knowledge Power is like, pretty strong, and I guess thinking back, like, yeah, it makes sense to have more experience, because it is very good. I feel like maybe they added the experience cost specifically because of its interactions with certain high-level tomes like the Necronomicon. <laughs> well, and uh, uh, Anarchaic Glyphs. Don't forget yeah. Yeah. So because it works on tomes and spells, it, it is great. It's like very good because it's like basically an extra action and a free charge uh, to use a tome, which is very strong. I mostly use it in Luke because it's an event and lets him do nonsense like using his spells and adjacent locations. <laughs> that was uh, honestly my favorite use of it too. I, I thought but, once, once I saw that deck, I, I thought it was hilarious in Luke. Yeah, but it I, does combo with... I, I went from being skeptical at first, like, oh, it's a Luke card, to basically playing it in any deck that has uh archaic glyphs or uh or, yeah. or or sometimes other decks it's i think that i think they're kind of learning in this game what like magic learned a while ago which is that any card that is like instant and free you have to be really careful with because if it does anything significant uh it can be pretty nuts especially a card that does that and also can cantrip under certain circumstances um like, yeah. like that. That's why when we looked at that card in the Innsmouth box that just adds three bless and three curse tokens and cantrips, I was like, "Well, this doesn't look great, but it's free and instant, and it cantrips. Like, that's always right. that's always worth something, you know?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember. So when this card came out, this is the kind of card that's only as good as as the other cards that it that it interacts with. But like that in itself is really scary because that's like kind of the reason why double or nothing happened. And, and we're going to get into that too, but Knowledge is Power, as soon as the right thing is printed, becomes a very sus card. <laughs> you know, it's like very scary. So Yeah, and it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's super good. Again, I, I think 2 XP on this is fine. Like, I, I don't know if they really needed to as much as some of these other cards, but it it's fine. Um, yeah, it's enough that makes you think about putting it in your deck, whether they're just being like an auto-include. But... Even in Luke, I'm going to probably upgrade to it first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so for the Necronomicon. Yeah, the Necronomicon, um, this is one... So there's... Between this and Knowledge is Power also being uh, chained, and also there's a there's a, a rogue card that got Functional Errata that we're going to talk about that is also relevant here, but... I mean, I don't know. I still kind of think maybe they should have just banned this one. Um, <laughs> I... I, I <laughs> They mentioned in the write-up that, like, they're kind of still thinking about some of these things, like, that they might, you know, revisit some of these cards, so we'll see if that happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, some people were kind of upset about it because it literally just came out, and then people were like, oh, immediately slide of hand it out, or knowledge is power, it, and then do ridiculous, crazy things with it. But um, I, <laughs> I think that it's really tough to do a functional errata to it, because it's just so specific and unique. There there was a bunch of different interactions that are like, like I, I was talking in on in like Mythbusters or somewhere that we were like, oh, what are ways we could functionally add this? And like, like, oh, we could put this on it, but then this other ridiculous combo still works. And it's like, oh, we could put this on it, and then this combo still works. So yeah. it's like, uh, you could either add a whole bunch of text to it, or uh, we didn't know what to do with it. So it's, it, it's this, a card that's fine. It's a card that's limited by like, oh, well, you're going to run out of secrets. But if you just have ways to keep recurring it, then that quickly at that point there's like no limits on what you can do with it I mean, right they even yeah. like even like the really simple like the ally they included in the pack lets you recur it the one right. that lets you like right. swap on a tome or whatnot but there's a well, bunch of other ways to recur it yeah other ways to get secrets uh 
some investigators can swap stuff out. I don't know. There's, there's so many ways to get a lot of crazy uses out of it, and the abilities on it are very powerful. I think they didn't ban it because it came out like a month or two ago, and they didn't want to immediately ban a card that had just come out. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see this get banned uh, later. I mean, I think they, they add extra experience to try to discourage people from using it constantly. So if just that discourages people enough, yeah, that's, to that's, that's, that's nerfs, maybe it's fine. That's but. what I'm expecting in the update to be listed in a couple months is a uh, ban Necronomicon and Omneth. That's, that's, that's what I'm expecting most. Um, <laughs> no, but, but I think, uh, and, and honestly, it's a card that is like completely fair for five or eight XP. If you're just playing it in like a Harvey starter deck or something, and you're just doing normal stuff with it. Like it, it, it only really yeah. becomes busted if you're playing it with some specific other cards so yeah. it's, it's maybe a case where like if you know that you're not playing the super broken like solo secret deck that can just do everything with this then maybe i mean whatever just feel free to like ignore this training if you know that you're not like using it for its kind of uh yeah. unintended purpose maybe yeah yeah uh all right well that's that's it for the seeker the seeker apocalypse uh where they i mean all, all these seem pretty fair because these are all extremely strong cards yeah so everybody knew uh, the seekers were just ridiculous so yeah. Now, obviously, when we talk about the, uh, I didn't <laughs> think about how to say this, the rogue struction. Yeah, that's how you say it, probably. <laughs> anyway, we also got a bunch of uh, a bunch of rogue changes um, here. So uh, let's take a look at them. Um, and there's also there was also like two cards that were actually improved functionally, but right. some of the rogues at first. So we got quick thinking got mutated again. Uh, previously, <laughs> previously, I think it was a max once per skill test. Now it has a max of once per round, so that really blocks like if you're doing any type of infinite recursion where you got to keep getting quick things back in the same round, you can't continuously commit them. And because of the max that is like per card as well, so the most even if you had two quick thinkings, you'll only be able to uh, get one extra action out of them. The the one that they specifically mentioned was if you could put this under Amanda and use Amanda's ability, which hadn't even occurred to me because I mean obviously I'm not going oh to obviously I'm not going to play versatile because I'm not right. a weirdo. So I mean it, it, it wasn't even on my radar, but yeah, I guess that's a thing you could have done. You got to put a cord in the jar, Dan. Um, so so yeah. Um, and this this seems fine. I mean, it's uh, it's, yeah. it's worth mentioning that even in that Amanda combo, you have to somehow pass a lot of tests by two or more by with two or more. with exactly. with two at your base stats and one symbol underneath you. That's right. a. I mean, you can. There's ways to do it, but it's it's not like a, an unbeatable infinite combo that can do anything. Like you still have a lot of work to do. I think there are other infinite combo decks that were like you would reduce yourself. You would build a cycle deck fast enough within a turn with all those extra actions right. that you could just keep. It. And well, and they most honestly, most of the rogue cards that we're going to talk about here are related to those combos. I think. Yeah, yeah they def- definitely are. Everybody's ruining things for rogues. Yeah, they they hate yeah. combos. They just don't want to see us combo. And uh, you know I what? Mean, the whole point of rogues is to to break stuff by doing nonsense. So you know, and then they, and then they do it. But then other classes do it, and then rogues can't have the thing because the other classes do it better. <laughs> well, Stop, yeah. Andy. I mean, Stop taking all the cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, next, All right. Next so, card. yeah. So the next one, sleight of hand. This also got mutated again. Previously, it had a restriction of it didn't work on assets that took up more than one hand slot, or or maybe the wording was it had to take up less than two. You basically couldn't use them on big two-handed weapons. I mean, that's now, which, which is weird because if it's less than two, then what if you hold it with nine fingers? Like, is that is that good enough? <laughs> we'll we'll never know because they changed it. These are the questions uh, we need to. Think about. 
I don't know if they are. Uh, <laughs> the, the change they made to it was um, now it only works on level 0 to 3 item assets. Um, so it shuts down big high-level cards like Necronomicon mm. level 5. Oh, and also awkwardly shuts down like signature cards, like Niskir signature cards, or weaknesses, or story assets, stuff that doesn't have levels. Um, or even Pendant of the Queen, I guess it wouldn't work on, because Pendant of the Queen doesn't have a level. <laughs> um, I don't know, I feel like this maybe puts it more in line with what it's intended to do, which is like, oh, I pulled out a weapon out of my sleeve or out of my pocket or whatever, it's a tiny gun. Um, how many, how many mutations do these cards have to go through to get into the X-Men? Because I feel like it's not it's not many from now. Hmm. Well, I mean that's a pretty reasonable guess because I FFG does have <laughs> the Marvel game too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do so they? But seriously, do they I have, am so mad about this? Do they have Do they have X Men in the in the Marvel game, or is it just like the MCU? Uh, it's, they they're making a whole new game with just X Men in it. Okay. Oh, are they? Whatever. I yeah. I. I I mean, the, the comics are separate from the MCU, so it's the comic property. Anyway, what what did this sh- shut down for you, Dane, that makes you sad? So the one time that I finally, like, the stars aligned, Innsmouth came out, and I wanted to play Tony with, with sawed-off shotgun and sleight of hand. I wanted to try it once in my life, because <laughs> every time I did go for it, I would just talk myself out of it. I was like, you know what, there's just better things you can do with your, your deck slot. You're right. And that was probably the right decision. But this one time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to go for the double or nothing, sleight of hand, sawed off shotgun combo. And then guess what happens? Like, literally three weeks later, or two weeks later, well, they nerf every single one of those cards. Well, except for the shotgun itself. But yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, Dane, protocol, at least, uh, protocol when you play is once you start a campaign, you're, you're locked into that taboo list. So you still get to finish your your current instrument <laughs> run with that with the old taboo list if, for, if you want. For, for the yeah. listeners, this is one of Ben's many made up rules that we have to follow if we're playing with him. That no, <laughs> you don't actually switch exist. your taboo list halfway through the game because then it 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 could invalidate your deck because suddenly your deck costs more experience. Maybe you don't have a card that's allowed. That'd be crazy, Dan. That's complete nonsense. Is okay. this is this uh, honestly <laughs> just because of Necronomicon though? Because can't they just ban that card and then let let sleight of hand I, be fine? <laughs> I assume it had some other combos. I def- Necronomicon was definitely part of the combo. I, mean, I don't play Rogue too much, so I don't know what other that's, nonsense. That's kind of my take here as well. I wish that they had... So I, there's other things they could have done. They could have required that it be like a weapon asset. They could have required that it be a Rogue asset. Yeah. Calling it, making it a level 0 to 3 it just feels weird to me. Like There's not a lot of other cards that reference like a level 0 or a certain level of card. There's a couple. There's like Scrounge for Supplies, I think, but it just feels mm-hmm. awkward to me to, to do that. And it, given what we were saying earlier about them trying to not do functional errata, I, I think it's it's a little bit uncool that like this is one of the few times they did it and they did it in kind of an awkward way, but I don't know. I, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to stop the Necronomicon shenanigans, so I mean, I'm sure that they considered other things and just decided that this was like the least bad way to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think they playtested a lot of these changes for a while before they pushed them out, so... Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Moving Let's on to the last. Another, another rogue card. Rogue card that was mutated. So, all in. Uh, so... This is a newish. Is this a newish card? No, I guess not. It's from no. uh, an Age, but uh, they added a remove all in from the game after you're done resolving it, so you can't use it to recur infinitely, like five card draw. Which I think this was a big part of some infinite combos. Yeah. If you have a small deck and you uh, you can combine it with stuff that where you 
do pass it by five because you combine all your other pass by effect rogue cards or just commit a bunch of stuff because you're just cycling your deck every every turn or every couple actions. This made it so you could have a very long extended turn, especially like if you combo it with the quick thinking, if you could cycle in your quick thinkings constantly. Yeah, th- um, this one also I'm really not a fan of because I, I mean, this is a very, very good card and I think it's one of the, it's level five, only rogues can use it. It's so f- much fun. This feels like one of the rewards for playing a non-fin rogue. Like, it's kind of a bummer to, like, if you play this in your deck and you're also playing things like pickpocketing or cigarette case, you're trying to draw a lot of cards. And uh, we've seen that in this, like, I would say that most of the really good decks in this game are cycling their decks, like, multiple times per per game. Like, that's, you can make good decks that don't do that, but, like, there's, there's a correlation between doing that and being a good deck. And it's a bummer that, like, I was looking forward to playing, like, a Winnie deck that would draw a bunch of cards and commit a bunch of cards and that seemed really cool, and it feels like that's sort of like collateral da- damage from this nerf, because if they were just trying to hit those infinite combos, it's like couldn't couldn't they have done something that didn't like take most of the fun out of this card? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, is it, the question is, is it still worth five XP if only get to use one use out of it that's, per game? That's the thing, right? Like, I mean, maybe not. You know, I mean, if you if you yeah. have if you're using the old ball and you get like a million XP, maybe eventually you'd get it. But I think it's definitely a lower priority. It's really hard because skill cards kind of inherently have to like get up to a certain level to where like an asset like like for example like Lola Santiago will always give you value through the entire course of the game. Something like All In needed to give you that value in one really really big burst to have like that quality of of like experience that you're paying for it. And now that you basically only get to do that once, what if you auto fail? <laughs> then you've like right. And and because no, like, c- compare this to something like cryptic research, which is like draw three cards. I mean, this also gives you two symbols, but you also have to pass by a bunch for it to do anything, right? Yeah. And cryptic research is just like an instant, like immediately draw three cards. I mean, obviously it's different classes and stuff, but right, this right. this starts to seem like less of a good deal. I think you know. Yeah, and I mean, this was the like the the biggest baddest skill card right it's it's yeah. i think it's the only level five skill card it's like it does something really unique and really powerful seal of the but, elder sign i think but thanks oh yeah and um, i guess um 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 this the eye of the eye of truth well, that's is the other one too right? isn't that four or is that five i don't know i think it's five yeah. but 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 seal of the elder sign is definitely five um yeah, yeah. But, well, I am disappointed because I just remembered how great the art on this is. Because if you just running on top of a car with no driver, yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They should have. I'm glad they didn't nerf the art by like making the guy smaller, (laughs) turning the guns into like walkie talkies, uh, making the car into like a tricycle or something. I'm I'm glad they didn't do that. That that would have been kind of like. what do they always do to anime when there's guns? Like they just make people pointing their fingers instead or something. <laughs> well, there that that Pokemon episode where they took out the like seizure inducing whatever or something. You know, don't, don't don't do that to this card. It's too beautiful. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, it will forever right. live in our hearts. And maybe in a playmat. If 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 anybody ever no, hears this from at, FFG, you can play mat. When was we keep wanting playmats, but they don't yeah, print playmats for this I, game. The I, last ones they printed were the Santa ones, like three years ago. Oh, oh Christmas Again, <laughs> listeners, if you have one of those Santa playmats and you would like to sell it to me, <laughs> contact uh, comments at mur.fm. Uh, <laughs> let's 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 negotiate. Let's make a deal. Um, 
No, uh, <laughs> why you want that playmat so much? I feel so stupid for not buying it. I just feel like it would have been so on brand for me to have bought it and then used it forever. And I was so stupid to. I was a poor graduate student, but that's no excuse. I still should have bought it. Um, <laughs> no, I for real. We might have to open up another jar for mentioning playmats because there will never be more playmats, as as Ben said. Um, <laughs> let's move on to some of the weirder uh, stuff that happened with this taboo list, though. Yeah. So yeah. So there were two. There was a couple of cards that actually improved with the mutated. They didn't nerf them. They were buffs. So scroll of secrets. Um, both the uh, forgotten the name of the hybrid version card, the gold card, and the seeker and the <laughs> mystic versions. The multi-class cards. Yeah, multi-class. Wasn't there a fancier name? Maybe not. Um, they changed it, the ability from being an action to being a free trigger. And the ability in all of them is uh, something to do with uh, deck manipulation, either the investigator deck or the encounter deck. And depending which branch it is, it hits more cards or uh, hits the top or the bottom. But so I guess this moves this from uh, completely unusable uh, except <laughs> to, yeah, maybe I consider putting it in a deck. Um, particularly with like Gloria coming out, I think she's going to be doing encounter manipulation stuff, right? I mean, uh, if, we don't know. If, it, it, it gets it to the point where, like, if you benefit, if you have some kind of synergy with items, and you have an open hand slot, and like, there are reasons that you might eventually take this. Which before there was just like no reason to ever play it. Yeah, because the, the thing, like, the thing that's ahead. unfortunate is that. Um, so you can basically draw cards with this, right? Because you can look at like the bottom three or whatever. You can add one to your hand with the seeker version, with the mystic version. You can look at the bottom or the top and it says add to its owner's hand. What's annoying is that doesn't trigger draw effects. So like you can't trigger that to do like Harvey's ability. You can't use it during your mm -hmm. turn and get an extra card. So and it never mattered before because this was a bad card anyway. But now that it's like, you know, potentially it could be a way to trigger effects like that. It's unfortunate that it doesn't actually use the word draw. Yeah, well, it uses look, which is that's what Gloria uses, right? I don't remember. Is wasn't there something that uses look specifically? That I, think it's Gloria. I, th I thought it was Gloria. Like yeah, her yeah. effect is off looking, I think. Um, which is like a lot of the stuff that likes to look at the encounter deck uses the word look, and this is something that I think maybe she considered using it now. Uh, I guess, I guess, I guess Lola could use it more easily now too, because she can like bounce between it, use it, and bounce back or something. Lola, Lola can use both versions. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we, I mean, we... <laughs> the immediate synergy right now, I think, is with Norman because he can take a card from the bottom of his deck, put it on top, and then Ooh. you know benefit from ability. But <laughs> the issue is that he has those five slots, and he is the only investigator in the game, I think, that, that is uh, accosted by having to have the Scroll of Secrets, which oh, is yeah, both Seeker and Mystic, take up one of his five level zero Mystic slots. Yeah, because so, he doesn't have other on him, even though every single other one does yeah. or something. <laughs> so that's like really <laughs> You can get the level three Mystic one, though, and it's kind of fine, but I, yeah. I don't know if I'd pay three experience for that. I don't really... I, I haven't played Norman enough. I've played him once, and I loved playing him, but I'm not sure if I would it, pay three experience. It's definitely nice on Norman, because it is a cost one, so when it does get on the top of your deck, you can just play it for free. And then yeah, I do yeah. you like being able to manipulate your your deck as Norman uh, mm -hmm. to like get cards you want to play out for cheaper? Oh, yeah. uh, I guess whatever. my solution to that was Mr. Rook, but now but now <laughs> this might be a cheaper option. Yeah, that, that that's a good point. I think Norman is definitely a good pick for this. I think for yeah. most investigators though, the main obstacle is still just that hand slots are are precious, right? Yeah, so, yeah, no, I agree there. Should we? Move um, on? All right, yeah, let's take a look at the thirty-five Winchester. 
Um, so this was mutated. Uh, the ability on it now, so as a reminder for everyone that uh, has never used the Winchester, uh, it's, it's a four-cost four asset. Uh, it's a four-cost asset uh, for Guardians, takes up two hand slots, has five ammo on it, and the action on it before was spend an ammo fight, you get plus two combat, and it, I think it was if a zero... Uh, Elder Sign or plus one is revealed during the attack, the, that gains plus two damage. Now it's if the Chaos Token with a non-negative modifier is revealed during this attack, this deals plus two damage. Which is definitely a big improvement. Um, so non-negative modifier, so like, suppose the skull has, the effect is plus zero. That's, yeah. that, that is a modifier, right? Uh, right. Does a Bless Token count as a token with a non-negative modifier? Yeah, because it's a plus two modifier. Even something like okay. if if a if a chaos like if the skull was generally modified, if it still was at zero for whatever reason, yeah, it would still technically count as a non-negative. And, and yeah, for so. I and for like specifically for Jim, which I thought this already worked on Jim, I think I misread it before because <laughs> he creates skulls as zeros. Uh, that means like skulls are always zeros for him. So I think in the article I specifically called it like Jim and maybe Mary. Uh, think, think about using this like uh especially because jim has access to like they both have access to like uh, token manipulation so you can maybe more easily dig for a blessed token or a skull or whatever uh yeah. token you need to try to trigger it and maybe get the plus three damage a little bit more consistently so yeah. definitely definitely makes it more usable i think do you guys want to hear my uh slogan for this card all right <laughs> Arkham is, Arkham is a cinch if you've got the winch. It's, it's, it's not very <laughs> right. good, but it's 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 about as good as I think this card deserves. I so like that as it pertains to, to Sister Mary. Yeah. I, I already have run into uh, a run with Sister Mary that takes uh, 35 Winchester. Now that it has been buffed, so to speak, uh, it and it's been it's been fun. She has shot, I think, like 10 shots with it, and two have revealed a positive modifier and and that was great or a non-negative one rather so two out of eight terrible uh, terrible uh consistency but it's still fun when it happens yeah you should know this is, you should play good cards instead like wither that's much more much more consistent <laughs> uh, or you can do cool things like play two relentlesses to take advantage of the times when it overkills things wow well, that's that's really a whole whole situation going I'm on stretching i'm that's, i am that's, like a free yeah. robot I am stretching I'm very far. I am trying to remember if, if like if like the cultist effect doesn't have a modifier and it's just draw again. I think that doesn't trigger off of this. Oh, someone in chat says it doesn't work on Mateo's Elder Sign because his Elder Sign just uh, auto succeed, right? It doesn't have a bonus. It doesn't have any modifier. That's hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I guess it, it nerfs Mateo using the Winchester with. Um, Man, he uh, needed it though. Oh, you know, <laughs> even, yeah, even even if you don't actually say the name, if you start, if you if you think about it, it yeah. Uh, and and converse, yeah, so, con- conversely, if you use the word versatile to mean other things, that's okay. You don't have to put a quarter <laughs> for that. So, uh, all right. Should we move so on? yeah, might, might be interesting for Jim and maybe Mary. We should maybe. I know we already locked in for our Innsmouth run. We can't get Colin to run this in Mary. Oh well. All right, let's move on to the last part of uh, the the rogue instruction, uh, the forbidden list. All right, it's time for uh, we've seen extremely powerful cards like the Necronomicon and Mister Rook not get banned, right? So yeah. the question is, what? what is the one card in the game that's so good they just had to ban it? 
uh, rather, I know, I know everyone's in suspense. So here we go. Dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> yeah, it's double or nothing. So no, it's, just, it's just it's just nothing now. There's no double anymore. It's just straight up nothing. So double nothing has been forbidden. Using <laughs> taboo, you cannot use it um, anymore. Um, so I mean, the reason this was banned is specifically because. Uh, you can do some really degenerate combos with it, but only if you like build towards it. So like if yeah. you, I think there's like two main uses. If you can get the test down baseline test down to zero, you can then play this to double it uh, with no consequences basically. Or if you have a way to automatically succeed the test, like um, like three aces or maybe a Mateo effect or something like that, then you can commit with no repercussions. Um, and that could lead to some crazy degenerate stuff. I know I used it in at least one blob with like a shotgun to do some sort of damage uh, in one attack. And it was great. Um, and that's why it was banned because just because you could do some really crazy nonsense with it. I think someone was meant uh, the reason like it works with stones is because you could use it to double or nothing with stones test uh, and then yeah. succeed with, like three aces or something to get like a billion secrets on stones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan doesn't seem impressed. What do you think? What's well, I mean, so th okay, I, I've never been a huge fan of this card, but by that same token, I think it's kind of crazy to ban it. Like, this is a card that can do really degenerate things that are usually pretty win more if you build your whole deck around it. That's not the kind of card that they should ban. You know, like, it, this card by itself is, like, pretty bad. It's really only good in very specific situations that you can build your whole deck towards. Like, that's the kind of thing that is, is fine if people want to do it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Quote somebody's using a chat is it, it you play double nothing when using it as like a you're definitely going to succeed or uh yeah because it, it's it's just because because even three aces like oh you have this and three aces that's four cards if you if you commit four cards to something you should be able to do whatever you want like <laughs> i mean you know like because that's the thing like people played it in the rogue mandy decks which i'm very into and there are like the best use i thought of for it I mean, not that i like came up with this but the my favorite of the uses for it was you just commit this and like a level two perception and some other stuff and you draw like a million cards if you're using this with like guiding stones if you're doubling the test difficulty that like kind of cancels out getting double the clues like you could just commit like right. an eye of truth and it would be like about as good you know right oh someone in chat mentions i was wrong i guess uh three aces is not what combos with this i thought there was something that combined with the stones, though, to get you a billion secrets. Because three S's makes it an auto succeed, which I guess makes the test well, difficulty considered zero. No, hang on. Uh, it's not the shroud, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the thing where you yeah. get secrets on it is the shroud. Like you wouldn't use any of these cards with that. Um, yeah, okay. Because like this, even even if you use this with the ancient stones, it would double the difficulty of the test, but not the shroud. It's the same way, reason that like drawing thin doesn't work with it. No, but wouldn't it record like double the amount of secrets though? It's it's not the amount you succeed by. It's the it's the no it's, no it's no it's record the difficulty of the skill test. Oh really? I thought it was the shroud. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that is that is kind of busted. If if but, well if you're specifically playing ancient stones. Yeah yeah. But so guess what's not busted anymore? Ancient stones because double or nothing. Dead. Well, I, so in that case, still, still in, in that case, Ben lied to me and drawing thin does work with the stones, right? Uh. I don't remember. Oh, whatever. Drawing thin, drawing thin is like very weird in its timing, and it interacts weirdly with like all their effects for some reason. Like it doesn't, it doesn't carry over. It carries over in live and learn, but spending money doesn't carry over in live and learn. I don't know. 
I don't remember what all those all those months I could have played double or nothing and drawing thin. <laughs> I, I I think that's that's like kind of like my really my take on this is like I, I I was never a huge fan of this card. I always thought that people kind of overrated it, but I think that for people that were big fans of rogues and rogue decks, this was one of the like signature cards that they thought was really fun that they love doing crazy stuff with, and I think it's kind of a bummer that that has been banned now because. Yeah. It, like at, at worst, the most you could do with this card was build your whole deck around doing one ridiculous huge shotgun blast and like killing a, b- a boss in one hit, which is like, you can. There's a lot crazier things you can do in this game than that. You yeah. Know? Yeah, uh, but I think though it, it is even like the fact that rogues can use it, and because it's like a rogue card with rogues using it, it's banned. It's it's a rogue card, but because other classes can use it really easily. It probably got banned because Mandy can like do ridiculous things with it. Stop ruining other people's classes, Mandy. God well, damn it's, it. But it's it's just weird that they didn't like they could have like tabooed it up to like five XP. They could have given it functional errata that like uh you know you can only play it if you're a rogue or something. Like they, I mean, they that's they, what I wanted. They could have done other <laughs> things to it, you know, but you know yeah. I mean whatever. Like I, I think that Maybe they'll eventually unban it. You can always just ignore the taboo list. Like, there's absolutely nothing stopping you and your playgroup from saying, we're going to play taboo, except we're going to ignore the fact that Double or Nothing is banned. Like, do whatever you want. So Yeah. Yeah. No, somebody in chat also says they, they did explain why they didn't chain it more. It's just a really, really hard card to, to, to handle because it's like, it's just so polarizing. It's just, it's a very binary effect. And it's, it's really tough to balance something like that i just i just think that in terms of like a card that if you have it in your deck it makes the game easier like drawing thin is like a more powerful card than this at, sure. at, at, if they're both at level zero right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so Matt, mj uh he's goes out of his way to mention that he will not come show up at your house and tear up your cards if you try to play <laughs> sure which is exactly what he would say if he was going to come <laughs> to your house and tear up your cards but he didn't want you to be aware of it and try to stop him so yeah. keep, keep that in mind <laughs> did you did you ever know that there are cockroaches on this card i am literally right. noticing that for the first time are right those now? cockroaches <laughs> are like oh yeah they are they're little cockroaches because yeah. it's it's yeah, it's spooky. Why and I'm not, on this card? I, I blow up these cards for these slideshows. I see a lot more details I didn't notice before. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's cockroaches. It's spooky. <laughs> Isn't that, like, sadly, like, ironic, though, that we're discovering being laid to rest <laughs> in bit. the forbidden zone? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, um, that's it for the taboo list. Uh, uh, by, by the way, b- before we totally... Uh, set aside the taboo list i just want to point i just want to point out to anyone like again anyone who was like sort of like oh the the good secret decks are dead like this was a very gentle nerf like what they basically did was <laughs> they made the really good manu deck cost like 15 more xp i think ish yeah that's fine like it already it, it already costs so little xp like uh, you you can't do uh, i should mention the kind of like solo necronomicon based deck that's kind of absurd that you can like solo the entire game with very easily um that version of it because of like the necronomicon change and sleight of hand and stuff that version of it is legit i think harder now is, is worse yeah but just kind of like mandy generally being one of one of if not the best investigators in the game very much still in effect like that has not changed <laughs> but i think that for that reason though a lot of the re- 
this like was kind of a sad sad thing like like losing double or nothing and a lot of the rogue cards getting nerfed is not again because of rogues <laughs> it's because of other classes like manny it is really funny that like jenny and tony got nerfed worse than like manny i know <laughs> like, the the, hell, man? that's that's incredibly funny to me i have to say but uh <laughs> Hey, look, some, somebody has uh, to right. get the clues. You know, you can play whatever you want and fart around and commit cards and try to do some kind of nonsense. Someone has to get the clues so we can actually win. Right? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're all on the same team. Prize in winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, right. everybody, thanks so much for joining us for, for the reveal. Again, thanks for everybody for being here. I know that, so Farkham Knights, or uh, Farkham, yeah, Farkham Knights is this this coming weekend. Um, Farkham so Fest. Saturday. Yeah, so it's going to be a bunch of people running through the Circle Undone, uh, the Iron Man. So good luck to everybody who's doing that. I unfortunately wasn't able to make it because I'm moving across uh, the country. <laughs> so well, uh, so that's going to be an endeavor. Not, in itself, not right? all the way across the country. Some of us have actually done that. You're moving. You're moving about halfway across the country. I would say. Sixty. <laughs> Isn't it like seventy? Away? I used to think that Colorado was like up where Montana is, but. <laughs> That it's like next to uh, I, I, Arizona. I, I think I think you're getting a good sixty percent of the way across the country. Well, it's there. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> but anyway, um, how do you all guys feel about the the new taboo list? How, I, I wish I could say I'd miss Double or Nothing more, but I honestly never really played with it. So, and not not because I didn't want to, just because like that wasn't really the natural thing that would fit my decks. Um, but if anybody has any specific thoughts on them, uh, contact us on Facebook, Reddit. Wherever you guys listen to podcasts or email us at comments at mur.fm. Um, if you'd like to help support us, uh, keep doing cool things, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening. Stay well, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.